okay, you are returned there. Now I myself am confident concerning you, my brother. Verse 14, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. Nevertheless, brethren, I have written more boldly to you on some points as reminding you because of the grace given to me by God that I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I have risen to glory in Christ Jesus. Now, as we read this, you will see the concern of the ministers of the early church that the people get it right by being right okay and i'm doing right so it's not just a religion of uh, um, action but it's a religion of the heart that there be inner purity that will be there will be a real holy walk before god okay and and um, and um, yes i think we did this yesterday mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. And so I have made it my aim to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build on another man's foundation. But as it is written, to whom he was not announced. Okay, yes. Now, but the, the last thing I want to say there is about the foundation. And for that we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. where he, he more elaborately talks about that foundation. First um, Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 10, according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. And this is a very important point because uh, some people would just name Christ and start doing their own thing, you know. And then you, you enter there and you wonder, is, still, is this still the same thing, you know? For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid already. And that foundation is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation, then you can build with different materials, with gold, with silver, with precious stones, with wood, with hay, with straw, you see? So all this uh, uh, merchandising that is going on in the church, all these are various materials you know, we are not caring about the heart of the people, whether they genuinely love God, whether they're in pursuit of inner purity, whether they're working righteousness in their lives, in their businesses, in their workplaces, in their homes, whether they're really interested in making Christ known through their character. It's just the fact that they're coming is enough. I say it cannot be enough because the, the, the heaven is not for marking present those who are coming to church. Heaven is about uh, men and women who have 
looked at Christ and in their lives they have struggled to become like him. This is our calling and, and I want everyone of us, every one of us, to put Romans 8.29 somewhere you can be seeing it daily. For them he did pre, uh, for them he did predestinate. He did call to be conformed into the image of his son. You know, ever since I discovered that scripture, I don't mean ready to, you may have read it many times, but you didn't discover it. For whom he foreknew, yes, for those he did foreknow, he also predestined. You see, this is his own purpose, not the purpose of the church, not the purpose of your pastor, you know, not the purpose of your general overseer. This is God's divine purpose. Those he foreknew will come to Christ, okay? And remember when we got here, I told you that this is not predestination. This is foreknowledge. He knew the people who will come to Christ because he knows everything. And those people that will come to Christ, he predestined them. He already mapped out their program to be conformed to the image of his son. So there is no end to our spiritual growth. There is no end until we become like Jesus. And John has already told us that nobody can become fully like Jesus here on this side of eternity. But the duty we have is to continually purge ourselves in, third, in 1 John 3, verse 2, say, brethren, now we are the sons of God, but it does not yet appear what we shall do. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be exactly like him because we shall see him as it is. Then verse 3 says, Whosoever hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as Jesus is pure. And so I have the continuous and continual work of purging myself, of everything that offends, of purging myself, of everything that is inconsistent with the nature and character of Christ. I have the singular duty of purifying myself as he is pure. But my best efforts will never match his character until I see him and then whatever is left is completed. So, so um, 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 nobody should then say, well, I'm doing my best to purify myself. Since when I see him, you know, he will finish the work. Even if I did 5%, I want people, I say, anybody giving you such confidence, he has not been to heaven and back to know what percent they score. You know, some people are saying, once you have come, they can never send you away. I say, have you been there? Have you been there? They say they remove people's name from the book of life. You know, so nobody should give any of us false confidence. Our primary duty is to continue yourself. And that's what the Apostle Paul is saying. The offering of the Gentiles must also be acceptable because they too are following Christ in the same way the Jewish Christians who started who were disciples of Jesus are following Christ. Everyone purging himself of everything that offends. 
Okay, so we return again to Romans 15. I'm finished now. Okay, so for this reason, verse 22 says, I also have been much hindered from coming to you, but now no longer having a place in these parts and having a great desire these many years to come to you. Whenever I journey to Spain, I shall come to you, for I hope to see you on my journey and to be helped on my way there by you. If first I may enjoy your company for a while. But now I'm going to Jerusalem to minister to the saints, for it pleased those from Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor among the saints who are in Jerusalem. It pleased them indeed, and they are their debtors, for if the Gentiles have been partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister to them in material things. Therefore, when I have performed this and have sealed to them this fruit, I shall go by way of you to Spain. Verse 29. But I know that when I come to you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Now I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from those in Judea who do not believe, and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, that I may come to you with joy by the will of God and may be refreshed together with you. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. Now we are going to discuss this really but um, let us start because you see, you know that they say they say man proposes, God disposes. You know, I'm not saying it's in the Bible; it is not. But um, but this trip that the apostle was talking about here is the same trip that he was talking about in Acts chapter 20. In Acts chapter 21, it is the same trip that found him in Rome a prisoner. So I'm not sure he did go to this pain, but let us uh, let us uh, um, stop by the one in Acts. Okay, so just briefly, just briefly we go to Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. From Miletus, verse 17, from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, he said to them, you know from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. How I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you, and taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying to Jews and also to Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 22. And see, now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that 
the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me. Nor do I count my life there to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And indeed now I know that you all among whom I have come preaching the gospel, the kingdom of God, will see my face no more. Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I have not shown to declare to you the whole, not some of it, the whole counsel of God. You know, so this is the trip that he was referring to in his letter to the Romans. I'm going to Jerusalem, okay, and, and, and um, I'm going to minister the gift, and that gift, okay, I'll show you that gift again. Go to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. But thanks be to God who put this same earnest care for you. For verses 1 to uh, 15 is also relevant, but we don't have the time to do that. Um, no, verse 12 is important. Verse, from verse 10, and in this I give advice, it is to your advantage, not only to be doing what you began, were designed to do a year ago, but now you also must complete the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to desire it, so there is also maybe a completion out of what you have. For if there is first a willing mind, it is accepted according to what one has and not according to what he does not have. For I do not mean that others should be eased and you and burdened, okay? And, and, and you can go uh, read that um, um, verse uh, um, and not only that, verse 19, but who was also. For he not only accepted the invitation, but being more diligent, he went to you of his own accord. And we have sent with him the brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. And not only that, but who was also chosen by the churches to travel with us with this gift, which is administered by us to the glory of the Lord himself, and to show you your ready mind avoiding this, that anyone should blame us in this lavish gift which is administered by us, providing honorable things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Okay, so this is the collection for the saints um, that the church in Macedonia gave in such a wonderful way. And, and you can see running the thread is in the in letter to the Romans, is in the letter to the Corinthians, various dimensions of this trip to Jerusalem. You know, in, in the Acts, he was talking about the dangers. In the uh, Corinthians, he was talking about the collections you know, for the people in Jerusalem. And then in Romans, he was talking about you know, what should follow after he has been to minister this gift. So our prayer is that uh, you know, we'll look at this again uh, in greater detail tomorrow. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will empower us 
that we will follow the example of the saints and the word of God, you know, so that our offering too will be acceptable to God because of the way we conducted our lives. Amen. Amen. Amen.